Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. I hope you're having a better than good day today. This is Blake Lindsay welcoming you to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. Today we are going to listen to Zig Ziggler remind us that words are important. Let's turn it up and listen to Mr. Ziggler and I'll be right back. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond Bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family-owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. I like to talk about the power of the spoken word. Because you see, the spoken word has the power to influence in an unbelievable manner and degree. Years ago, somebody said one picture's worth a thousand words or 10,000 words. I'm here to tell you that that individual had never really read the Declaration of Independence or the Bill of Rights. They had not read Lincoln's Gettysburg Address or the 23rd Psalm or prayed the Lord's Prayer. See, those are words. They're, they're just words. But they're words that can impact, have impacted literally millions and millions and millions of people. Words can make you break out in hilarious laughter. You've heard it 101 different times. And as a matter of fact, I'm reading something here called Anguished English. Socrates was a famous Greek teacher who went around giving people advice. They killed him. Socrates died from an overdose of wedlock. After his death, his career suffered a dramatic decline. Now, you know, (laughs) when you read something like that, you you can't help but get tickled. David was a Hebrew king, skilled at playing the liar. He fought with the Finkelsteins, a race of people who lived in biblical times. Solomon, one of David's sons, had 300 wives and 700 porcupines. Now, when you... Now, when you read something like that, as I say, uh, it does have an impact, an influence on your thinking. Charles Osgood uh, said that compared to the spoken word, a picture is a pitiful thing indeed. You think about these words. Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. And a nation united and fought for their independence. Lincoln said fourscore and seven years ago. And a nation was reunited. Churchill said there will always be an England. And the country was lifted by its bootstraps. FDR said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And the Depression era got a glimpse of hope. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. And because of it, 
many people dream today who did not dream before. Rosa Parks said, my feet hurt. Because of those few words, an entire people stood up and marched forward. The words can be so enormously important. Many, many years ago, I told a beautiful young girl, I love you. A few weeks later, she said to me, and I love you. Two and a half years later, the preacher said, I now pronounce you man and wife. A little over two years later, the doctor said, it's a girl, Mr. Ziegler. Now, you know, when you, when you think about words like that, those are words that can lift you up. A youngster in California school really had all kinds of problems, came from a dysfunctional family, was failing in everything, and they put computers in there, and he had a knack for computers. And all of a sudden, he started improving in every area of life, and his grades dramatically got better. And somebody asked him, you know, what has happened? And he said, well, he said, my computer calls me Clarence. My classmates call me stupid. You see, the difference in uh, the words can make a difference. Dr. Les Carter at the world-famous Menrith Meyer Clinic talked about the impact of words. I was concerned about this. And I said, is there a correlation between uh, violent language and violence itself? And here is what Dr. Carter said. I have never worked with an abuse situation that didn't follow a pattern of verbal abuse before physical abuse. Additionally, the more one cusses, the less sensitive to the nature of their own behavior they become. The Bible says, thou shalt not curse a deaf man. Why not? They can't hear. It's obviously because of the damage it does to you. Acid destroys the vessel in which it is stored, and that's important. The way people talk is the best indication of how they think. The most powerful instrument for influencing a person's thought process is the language you use on them and they use on themselves. That's the reason I always use so much adult language like dedication, responsibility, commitment, discipline, things like that. A lot of four-letter words like good and best and real and fair and hope and love and uh, Got to confess, every once in a while I slip the F word in on folks because I believe that faith is enormously important. The language we use can have a substantial impact on a person's life. The language we use on ourselves can have an even greater impact on a person's life. Again, the most important opinion you have is the opinion you have of yourself. Now, I'm not talking about a super inflated ego, you know, uh, conceits that weird disease that makes everybody sick except the person who has it. That is not <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like some wit said, uh, it's kind of like the rooster who thinks the sun comes up so that it's time for him to crow. And there are a lot of people just that way. How powerful can words be? A few years ago, I was speaking in Marion, Indiana. It was a four-hour seminar. I did it on Tuesday night. When I got home on the weekend, I had a letter from a lady who was there. And she said, Mr. Ziegler, I was there on Tuesday night. I'd just gotten back from Colorado on a rafting trip. 
It's one of the most magnificent experiences of my life. It was really wonderful. We would raft down the river, and as the sun was beginning to set, we would pull off to a flat spot. We would build our campfire. We would cook our dinner. And then she said we would go up a few hundred more feet so we could get a, a better view. And she said the rarefied air up there and the clarity we could look at the stars and the moon, it was incredibly. And when I looked at the magnificent universe and then the next morning we'd get up and go down to the streams and the wildlife would be coming uh, there to take their morning drink. She said the whole thing was so awesome uh, that I thought of myself as being absolutely nothing and contemplated suicide. And she said, that evening on Tuesday evening, uh, you quoted St. Augustine, uh, who many years ago, and I paraphrase him, 399 A.D., he said, man travels hundreds of miles to gaze at the broad expanse of the ocean. He looks with awe at the heavens above. He stares in wonderment at the fields and the mountains and the rivers and the streams. And then he passes himself by without a thought. God's most amazing creation. And she said, when you quoted St. Augustine, I realized what I was. When man looks at himself and what's important, with this pair of glasses you're being fitted with, you see they will also reverse themselves and they will look inside and let you see some of the things that you're going to be astonished at what is already there. And I think... That's important. The power of the Word truly is awesome. We had a young man named Samuel Akwasi Sarpong who came to our three-day Born to Win seminar here in Dallas. He's from Ghana, the Ashanti tribe. Now, the Ashanti tribe, which is by far the largest tribe in Ghana, has the practice of naming their children based on the day of the week on which they're born. Now, they have a given name and a last name. The middle name is their Ashanti name. His Ashanti name is Akwasi. And Akwasi in his language means godly, gentle, peace-loving, and kind. By coincidence, the young man is a Christian minister. The babies who are born on Wednesday are named Kwaku. Now, Kwaku means mean, violent, aggressive, quick-tempered. In the nation of Ghana, over 50% of all of the crime committed is committed by those who are born on Wednesday. You see, names, words, language are extraordinarily important. Have you been using a lot of grown-up talk? Do you use the four-letter words he mentioned? For the next couple of days, focus on the words you use and the words you hear. Are you surrounding yourself with uplifting positive words? Are you giving others words of hope and motivation? What you say matters, so make sure it counts. Until next time, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.